Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another video. Hope you're all doing well and that you're all having a great day. A very big thank you to everyone who has subscribed to the new channel. I, I do appreciate it a lot. Thank you for all the nice comments as well. It's nice to know that there are tons of nice people out there. I do thank all of you. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. There's a lot of shoulda, woulda, coulda, might, maybe in the future news. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. For those of you not looking at the screen, I get a lot of people telling me that they actually do listen to me as they're driving to work. Please don't look at the screen. And hello to you and thank you for your support. It says technical analysis. Bitcoin's price could... Rally, if there is a close above this key resistance, the number apparently is $24,500. There seems to be like a level that every coin is trying to break at the moment. It says Bitcoin and Ethereum inch higher. Binance Coin and Solana outperform and flow is rallying. Yes. Today, all the coins are in green. Of course, some are a lot greener than others. Ethereum is currently up by around 3 to 4%. Same exact thing with Bitcoin. They had a relatively okay weekend. A lot of times you can normally tell what's going to happen next. If you wake up in the morning and you see that the cryptocurrency prices were red on Sunday and red at the beginning of Monday, they are both green right now, which could be good for all of us. Uh, Binance Coin has been moving up regardless of what the news has been about Binance over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Solana, sure, and Flow is still off of the news from, um, I believe, Disney. I think Disney's using Flow. I think that's what the news was, but uh, they're going up by like 15-20% per day at the moment. Top analyst says Ethereum about to rip. Calls one exchange token an actual tank. The general news, once again, has to do with the idea of, uh, what do you call it? Ethereum moving higher. Where's Ethereum going? How much higher can Ethereum go? What is the breaking point for Ethereum and all that kind of stuff? Uh, the general number right now for Ethereum seems to be $1,800. We are currently around $64 away from $1,800. A lot of analysts are saying that they believe that that is the price point that Ethereum has to go over and essentially stay over. You know, not hit 1800 then fall back down to 1795 It's kind of like a, oh, it's at 1822 That apparently is the number that people have been waiting for for the new bullish trajectory uh, for Ethereum. The token that is an actual tank, according to this analyst, is Binance Coin because Binance Coin is going up by also like... 5 to 10% per day, even when the market was like, remember when it was down the other day by 0.05%, Binance was also still up that day as well. Here's the chart right here. We apparently have uh, broken above the, the trend line for Ethereum. Ethereum is currently right here, leading a lot of people to believe that we are on the, like, the literal cusp of an actual breakout. I was, I was reading around, and it's so crazy to put things into perspective. As of right now, the date that we are still getting floating around is the 19th of September for the upgrade. And I was reading an article, and they were like, well, you know, it's 43 days away. And I was like, 
43. For some reason, it feels like 10 to 15 days away. Like it's spoken about so much and there's already so much hype around it. I, I can't imagine where we will be when we only have 10 days left. If, if this is your first uh, major upgrade in the cryptocurrency space, the last week or so tends to be absolutely nuts. Like it gets really, really crazy. Markets tend to pump. Larger coins tend to also move higher, and whichever coin is going to have that upgrade or the now uh, officially proposed uh, split in chain, I wonder if we are going to, I know, it's it's a stretch, a literal stretch, uh, but we heard the numbers $4,000 and $5,000 around the time of the upgrade, I guess because of all the stuff that's going on, so... According to the analysts, 1,800 could be the number that we need to get above and therefore have the... Because I, I, I assume once we get past $2,000, the rest seems to be... 2,000 for me seems to be the barrier. I, I think 1,800 sounds nice. Uh, 1,950 sounds amazing. But I think 2,000 is this like heavy psychological barrier that if we pass by that, everyone's going to be like, all right, it's kind of go time. But 43 days away, if you can believe it. it. It feels like it's so much closer because of all the... News. It says for SHIB, a breakout is coming. Here's the where of it all. And this one says Cardano price moves above 50 cents. Is the price ready for breakout? I'm sure you uh, got that every single article had either the word pump, breakout, or surge in it. Uh, every single article about coin prices that I could find had the same general tone. Prices have moved up. When breakout, this coin has gone up. When explosion, this coin moving up. When next surge in bull market price. It was all the exact same, uh, which is nice to see and that it wasn't like a, a depressing price day. Everyone's kind of on the same page that we should all be a lot higher, especially the news last week. I think it was one or two hedge fund managers who were like that Bitcoin should be above 40,000 and Ethereum should be, I think the number was above to, no, no, it was 2,800 is what, where Ethereum should be above, according to a number of analysts. In stock market news, the stock markets that have already opened are in the green. It says Sensex gains 400 points, Nifty top 17,500s, and Metal shines. A lot of the markets are doing quite well. Uh, apparently, the earnings reports from last week were favorable, and a lot of the markets around the world uh, seem to be doing just fine with them. A lot of the other turbulent news that we had along the lines of, what do you call it? Um, countries doing stuff to other countries seems to have relatively subsided, at least the news that we had last week. Uh, the earnings reports across the board seem to have been okay. I think we have a couple of other companies who are going to are supposed to be doing it this week. Uh, the jobless numbers were lower in the U.S. than expected. The amount of new jobs created in the U.S. was also higher than expected. So the optimism is all kind of there. I, I think the next time that we could see unoptimism is roughly around towards the end of September. 50-something days away, and that's the point where the Federal Reserve is going to tell us once again how the they see the economy doing and if they should be raising interest rates or not. So we have a good stint of time where things could be great. And also, it says stock futures rise following the S&P 500's third winning week in a row. Yeah, 
Uh, at the moment, that's all the price news. I mean, it's all good. So, you know, you know, you know nothing negative here. Uh, we'll see what happens, I think, over the course of the day. I think that's going to be the most important. Around noon, early afternoon, we should get a very general indication as to when the U.S. stock market has opened. If they begin to rise and we see crypto rising further, we'll know exactly why. But as of right now, everything's looking quite peachy. I told you all before. Everyone's greedy to make more money right now. Everyone wants to make a lot more money than they were before. Prices have been hit across the board. It's not just crypto. I read something yesterday. They were like, uh, um, it says something along the lines of like NFT transactions, uh, metaverse transactions, and like crypto transactions are all down. And I'm like, yeah, have you looked at the world news just in general? No one ever does. Anyway, so yeah, that's all the price news, at least for right now. And without further ado, let's move on. Kind of a weird weekend. A lot of the news floating around was very odd. I'll show you what they were. Uh, There was very little what I would call real news as far as like this partnership, this corporation... This coin is doing that. It was a lot of really random stuff that was kind of, I, you know, I'd rather have a weird news weekend than a ridiculous one where everything is going wrong. So, you know, gigantic silver lining. Uh, it says crap tokens are willing to do anything in order to earn free exposure. Ethereum co-founder uh, was airdropped 25 trillion tokens uh, that have the in the bad version of the word poop, Uh uh-huh, like literally called that, it's part of an airdrop and an effort to accomplish this, oh my gosh, the name of it is literally POS, Uh, gave Vitalik the airdrop 60 days ago on Uniswap, and the news was is that uh, someone found out, so for those of you who don't know, all the main celebrities in the cryptocurrency space have been relatively uh, transparent with their own crypto addresses. I'm not sure why they did this, but bless their hearts. Uh, everyone knows Vitalik Buterin's at least main Ethereum uh, address, and as such, people make ERC20 tokens, and they airdrop him tokens all the time. They airdropped him, I think, half the supply of Shiba Inu when it first got started, and this one as well. Uh, this one apparently was more significant because they airdropped him 25 trillion tokens, and he sold all of them. I think he sold all of them for no more than, uh, what do you call it? I think $300 or something like that. But a lot of the news was floating around that he was simply dumping tokens, i.e. nearly everything that had been given to him. Because he gets hundreds of different projects every single day. You can see his wallet. Like, it looks insane. People literally just airdropping him hundreds of thousands of dollars. Because what happens is, is if you airdrop him enough money... People go, whoa, that's a lot of money. What's this coin? The coin becomes popular. The price rises. So they know exactly what they're doing in that uh, respect. But um, yeah, he got airdrop tokens, <coughs> sold a whole bunch of them, and that also made news. See, it's not bad news, but it's also like, was this really news? Yeah, that's the airdrop news also floating around over the weekend. Uh, On the 5th of August, the American luxury jewelry retailer Tiffany & Co. announced that the company's non-fungible token mint called NFTIF actually sold out. Tiffany's 
uh, had 250 NFTs. They were 30 Ether each. It came out to around $50,000, I think, per NFT. And it completely sold out. Apparently, the only way to buy this was if you had an actual crypto punk, like one of these uh, NFT face things. And then you had to show them, I, I, from what I understand, you had to somehow show them that you had it. You had to purchase the NFT. And then you're able to redeem the NFT for a handmade $50,000 uh, necklace right here. And basically, they were talking about how amazing the drop was. It sold out in a couple of minutes or seconds or something like that. Uh, you can redeem of the 250. You can redeem all of them. It's kind of like the the Damien Hurst thing where you had to like burn the NFT. Uh, you had to burn your NFT to get one. Apparently, they're all handmade as well. So that's supposed to be uh, fabulous and luxury as well. But part of the news is, is that they made $12 million in a couple of minutes. And now they've hinted, wink, that they're thinking about doing another drop because, you know, $12 million in like a couple of seconds. But I mean, the the market for these things is still huge. I think a lot of people who are not into NFTs uh, don't realize that the NFT market has slimmed down, but is still going very, very strong. Uh, and along the lines of there are crazy estimates that Here's an estimate. This is not for certain that in the future, if we have like a mega bull run, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, Bitcoin just hitting 70,000. I mean, like a $180,000 Bitcoin in the next two years that the NFT market will also have logically recovered as well. And therefore, you know, things that were selling for 1.2 million, some of these uh, crypto punks, they may be selling for 8 million. No one knows for certain. But people are definitely accumulating. That's the Tiffany's news. They did money. And yeah, moving on. Also in, I don't want to say popular news, but it's like, oh, wow, sure, that's crazy. A task force in Nepal has proposed legal changes allowing the country's central bank to issue its own digital currency. The move comes after a study indicated that such an initiative is feasible and recommended certain provisions that would authorize the regulator to proceed with its realization. It has nothing to do with if this is viable or actually going to happen. It's just that countries are being told by the World Bank and the IMF that they need to start digitizing their money, but it has to be done nearly around the exact same time so that they're kind of all on the same page because there are five, four countries around the world uh, who already have their own central bank digital currencies. But, you know, now everyone else also has to step in line, but they have to do it around the exact same time and kind of on the same system because it all has to be interoperable. Because part of the issue is, is that a lot of these countries, a lot of these banks years ago were trying to create... Remember remember JP Morgan coin? Yeah, remember? Yeah, see, I told you it was terrible. Uh, they were trying to create their own coins, but they wanted everyone else to use their coin as opposed to, you know, whatever the case might be. Uh, so this was in the news as well. This always constantly makes news as if this is something major, just in, in, in particular, it's like this country's making their own central bank digital currency. What to move for crypto. And it's like, no, they're, it's, they're, they're doing this because they want more monetary control over their citizens. It has nothing to do with like ease of, of payments or making things better. It's that they want to make sure that they can control every aspect of finance. They will always know where your money is going, what you're doing with it, who you gave it to, when you did not do something correctly. That's kind of usually the scariest part. The entire idea is if you look through 
It's not even political. It has to do with just money. A lot of countries believe that uh, they're being fleeced of or uh, not receiving the amount of taxes that they believe that they should be receiving. It's kind of like there was an article years ago. Uh, it was from India. There were people in, in the finance ministry discussing. They were saying that during the course of a day, you may have a street vendor uh, who's selling maybe 50 sandwiches, whatever he's selling outside, <coughs> but he's not filing that on his taxes. And when you look into these people are selling sandwiches for like 45 cents, and it's like the man already doesn't have enough money. You still want to tax him 50% off of... Se- so it's this really weird kind of... They, they want to know where everything is going at all times. So if you are you know, paying for something and it's 145, that person's supposed to be, pay- and it's, it's just, this really, anyway, um, that's the idea of central bank dig- digital currencies, at least in a light nutshell. And Nepal is, you know, changing the law to issue their own digital currency. Not that anyone was asking for it, but I assume, you know, money and all that. So that was also in the newses. This was also super popular. And I was like, woo. A recent report noted that BH Capital, or Digital, excuse me, a Braven Howard Asset Management subsidiary. I have never heard of either one of those things, and don't lie to me and, to- and tell me that you have either, because that keeps happening every single video where somebody's like, how don't you know what that is? I can't know everything. I don't, I don't know how to put that into actual English. It is impossible for me to know everything. You, you, wouldn't, you would not believe the comments I get here on Twitter and other places with people being like, have you never heard of this coin? There are 30,000 cryptos. I can't know what they all are and what they all do and what their proof of stake, proof of work protocol is named or how many transactions they have. And I can't also know about every hedge fund or every other company who's involved in money. People have digitally sucked their teeth at me. Oh, because I didn't know what certain finance companies were. I, I apologize, my king, that I, I do not simply know what these things are. And that was sarcasm for those of you who didn't get that. Like, I just, I can't be everywhere at once. I'm also a person just trying to learn like you. Apparently, Braven Howard Digital Asset Management Subsidiary BH Digital uh, generated over a billion dollars through investments. The project intends to channel the funds into crypto strategies and development plans. It is currently accepting more investments in continuation of its achieved stance. So the news was, here's the the tweet for it right here. A company called Braven Howard managed to raise over a billion dollars. And they're going to be putting it into cryptocurrency projects. It's significant, yes. But we also get news like this all the time. I think I'd be happier with news like this if the market reacted, but it never does. For those of you who missed the last, like, was it 19 years at this point, every time we get news that a company has raised half a billion dollars to throw it into crypto, the prices don't move. In the beginning, it was like somebody raised $100 million to buy Bitcoin and Ethereum. Prices didn't go anywhere. So now that we get news that, you know, it's a literal billion dollars that will be entering the sector, but no one seems to care. So I kind of don't get too excited about it anymore because the news that should be moving the market never actually moves the market. It's like Elon Musk's toenail 
did something or painted itself or something like that, and the market ends up going up. So that's the news that people tend to care about. So good job, Breven Howard, for being rich and getting richer and getting ready to throw money into the market in some sort of way. News. Also floating around, and I thought this had already happened, but it apparently did not. After meeting the leaders of the Ivory Coast and Senegal in July, Changpeng Sao revealed in a tweet that he had recently met with the president of the Central African Republic. Some of the topics discussed by the two were education, investments, and crypto adoption in the Central African Republic. Yeah, for those of you who don't know or remember, uh, this was the second country that adopted Bitcoin as legal tender. Also to a, a sputter, a flutter, a near nothing in the price of Bitcoin that we literally have another place on this planet that accepts Bitcoin as legal tender everywhere. Market didn't move. But alas, I, I thought that this had already happened. I remember maybe I remember seeing Chang Peng say he's shaken so many world leader hands, which is always so interesting to me. How friendly and buddy buddy all these people are together. For those of you who missed that as well a couple of months ago, when the president of El Salvador, I think he had invited 100, I think that's what it was. I think it was 100 countries to his country, but only 40 arrived, and they were literally there to talk about adopting Bitcoin and making it the legal tender and all this other stuff. And by the end of the session meeting, they were all wearing Bitcoin shirts. How is no one else putting two and two together? I, I really don't understand. Like, it's like a gigantic, you know, like those those puzzles, not not like a hundred puzzle pieces to make the puzzle. Like, it's just four. It's just corners at this point. And for some reason, people can't place in the fourth puzzle piece, and it's driving me absolutely insane. The point being, um, yeah, wonderful. I can only imagine what they were talking about. They, they've already adopted Bitcoin as legal tender. I think the president said somewhere around here, maybe, that he was like, you know, he he loved what they spoke about. He found it quite remarkable, uh, some of the ideas that Changpeng Cao has. Uh, Changpeng Cao is like the crypto bull. And he's also like, I don't know him. He seems relatively genuinely nice in his approach uh, to other things in the space. Once again, don't know the guy, but um, he got rich very, very fast. He knows exactly what he's doing. And if you can continue the motion, because uh, also, 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 stop. We were supposed to have heard about four other countries also announcing this year that they were adopting Bitcoin as legal tender. Forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be four other countries this year. Forgot about that point. Anyway, so Changpeng Cao met with the president of the Central African Republic. Uh, just throwing it out there once again. They already have Bitcoin as legal tender. Just throwing that out there once again. And yeah, also moving along. See, I told you, it was like a lot of really weird, like, what is this kind of news stories. This is the most uh, dystopian one. According to a minister in the Singaporean government, legal marriage proceedings, court cases, and government services may soon be made available in the metaverse. Yeah, I know, it's very dystopian. As a prime destination for many crypto-related businesses, Singapore is advancing the country's interest in metaverse technology. Edwin Tong, Singapore's second minister for law, asserted at the Tech Law Fest 2020 that even highly private aspects of citizens' lives, like ceremonies of marriage, 
along with other government legal services, could be made possible in the metaverse. He said the last two years have already shown us that even every dispute resolution, once seen to be a physical high-touch process, can also be held almost entirely online. Do we need this? No. Is it going to happen? Probably. Um, I think what no. Anyway, that's another topic. I was gonna say, like, the thing that'll really take off is in when we have celebrities having their weddings in metaverses, and like everyone in the world is kind of invited. I think that's gonna be a really weird moment for all of us. But yeah, so Singapore is like everything else kind of makes sense. I find it really I find it fascinating, I put it this way, how out of touch a lot of regulators or people who are in the government sector can be when it comes to the idea of doing things online. That was a nice way of putting it. It's kind of like I saw so many articles over the last two years, like you've seen the video of the guy who was like having the court case, but he couldn't turn off the cat filter and like all these other things like that they were shocked that they could have court cases or like legal proceedings online, like... I don't have to be physically in front of you for us to be able to talk. But so many government things, like, there are a lot of countries around the world, for those of you who don't know, that you still have to fax stuff or mail stuff in, as weird as that sounds. Like, you literally still have to print out things, mail it to people, like, that's the only legal way to do things, as if you can't send an email, or, like, you simply, like, even crazier, like, if you want to know that it's actually me, let's have a video chat. I can hold the thing up to you so you see that it's me with my ID and I can simply email it to you right then with like a note on the bottom. But it's all these really weird things like I don't understand. We should be so much further ahead as a society and with technology, but it's things being like, oh, let's make a law so that you can actually why just let them do it now. Just let them, you know. Anyway, that's the Singapore is thinking about... um, Marriage, court cases, and government services being... Have you ever seen the movie... What is it called? Ah, um, Elysium. E-L-Y-S-I-U-M. Uh, it's a great... I love I love dystopian movies. Um, it's this movie basically about in the future and how like government services kind of work. And it's kind of similar to this. Not so much, but it's like you kind of sit in front of a robot and the robot tells you what to do. And you can't really talk to anyone because the, the robot's the government employee and... I, I, I'm, I'm expecting a future within the next 20 years where you have to get something done and you have to make an appointment to talk to someone, but it's not really a someone. It's kind of just like an AI that has been trained to talk to you. And you also have, you still have to wait five weeks to talk to them. That's the time frame you've been given because they're in, they're an AI and they can't simply talk to everyone at once. That's the Singapore news. Moving on. And also in the news as well, there's another exchange. For those of you who don't know, the Ethereum 2.0 upgrade is going to happen. And when it does happen, there's someone, I believe, in China who's talking about forking, fork splitting the Ethereum chain to make a brand new chain. So everyone who holds Ether 2.0 will also receive an equivalent amount of Ether POW, I believe is what they're calling it. And there's another exchange. It's MEXC has announced that they're also going to be uh, accepting this as well. Once again, we're 43 days away, so I assume as we get closer, more exchanges will be uh, announcing their adoption or acceptance, I don't know, of this new chain. But this was also uh, slightly popular news as well as we get closer and closer to this upgrade that has taken seven years. As always... 
A very special thank you to my Patreon supporters, GBU Wally, Manny Cryptos, Bubble Mode, Crypto Gambino, How's Life Austin, Auspicious Agile and Blockchain, Jamie Saad, Blockchain Simplified, and let's move on. Empire Queen, Roman Geba, Bitcoin Ben Arachno, Dave Tony Ambrosky, The Dealer's Den, Captain Something in the Z-Way Lay, Mobarazzi, VB Nerd 21, Miguel Grillet, Lauren De Silva, Quoted Biddy, Troy Allgood, Space Case Need a Miracle, Paternoster, Navarro Williams, Utopia 569, Moonman High, XRP, Martin Steuer, Nostromo, John Sarson, The Animal Reader, A Bibliophobia, Todd Mullis, Adam Grasick, Wise Night Owl, 242 to the World, Bankroll Network, Crypto Artist, Coldy 3D, Setsuna, Richie Rich III, Paxis, Nick Mangialo, did I skip one? I don't think so. Nick Mangialavori, Jim Gardner, Jeremy Fox, Minting Coins, Yes to Crypto, Body McBoatface, Anytime Fitness, Mongs, Corner Staff, Bake Me a Cake, Tigera Machonisa, On Crypto with Lionel and Crayola Michelle URL. I feel like I skipped one. It, something sounds weird in, in, my, in my head, like going, going back over through it. Thank you all very, very much for your support. Thank you to everyone who is a Patreon member. I see more and more of you every single day. I do thank you. Like, sincerely, I, I, I'm giving you a digital hug. You can't see me, but my arms are like actually in the air wrapping around a digital you. Okay, it got weird. Thank you to everyone who left a like, a comment, who has subscribed. Thank you to all the new subscriptions on the new channel. I really do appreciate it. I've, I've wanted to do that kind of channel for so long. You have no idea, no idea, no idea. I'm very, very happy that I got to uh, finally start it. Uh, Bitcoin is currently up by 3.3% in the last 24 hours. Ethereum is up by 2.6% in the last 24 hours as well. They're following the exact same chart. It is ridiculous how they like, they're coupled. They're like at the hip. It is so ridiculous how these coins don't move by themselves at this point. Unlike Binance coin, Binance coin is up by 14% in the last seven days, 5.4% in the last 24 hours. Cardano is up by 4% in the last 24 hours. Solana is up by 6% in the last, you know, takes a beating, never quits. I don't get it. Nine times this year, nine times and counting. Nine. 6.2% in the last 24 hours. Polkadot is up by 6% in the last 24 hours. Avalanche is up by nine in the last 24 hours. Polygon is up by two. Shiba Inu is up by three. Uh, Ethereum Classic is up by 2.4. Chainlink is up by 9.3% in the last day. Kronos is up by 3.4. Cosmos is up by 7.8. Flow is up by 9% in 24 hours and 52% in the last week. Flow. Monero is up by 3% in the last day. Algorand is up by 4% in the last day as well. Apecoin is up by 8% in the last week. Decentraland is up by 5% in the last day. The Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it's these coins for some reason. All the metaverse tokens have been moving steadily the last couple of weeks. It's very fascinating to see. Regardless of what the news is or any news not being about them, they're still moving up. Apecoin is up by 8% in the last week. Decentraland is up by 13% in the last week, and Sandbox is up by 5% as well. Very fascinating. I'm uh, still keeping a close eye on these coins because I think, once again, if the metaverse does take off, uh, I think the coins will probably do so as well. Tezos is up by 9% in the last week. Theta is up by 4% in the last day and 25% in the last week as well. Quant is up by 25% in the last seven days. 
if only Bitcoin and Ethereum also follow these numbers. What a different world we would have. Elrond is up by 15% in the last seven days. Ave is up by 5% in the last 24 hours as well. And Zcash is desperately trying to enter the top 50 once again and is up by 11% in the last week. Yeah, I do hope that you all had a great weekend. Hope you all have a great day, a great morning, a great afternoon, a great evening, wherever you are, wherever you might be. I sincerely do hope that it's absolutely fantastic. Thank you all once again for liking, commenting, subscribing, or still listening to me talk about stuffs. And I will most certainly be talking to you all soon. See you.